When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Welcome to Godcast, everybody. We have an exciting show for you today. Our guest, none other than the Loch Ness Monster. Very reclusive, very hard to book, but my son and producer, Jesus, was able to reel him in. Way to go, Jesus. You seem to really relate to those mythological creatures. And now, let's start the show. All right, kill the opening. We all we all know the song at this point. Welcome, everybody. This is God, Lord Almighty, King of the Universe. And it's me, and it's my Godcast, and I'm joined, as always, by my sidekick, Joan of Arc. Hello, Joan. Hello, my Lord. How are you, Joan? How are you? How, how are you feeling? I've, oh, thank you for asking. I am great. You said um, making small talk for no reason. I, well, that's, so, I mean, I thought we should banter a little. Newsflash, Joan. I'm God. I have shit to do. I'm busy. I get stressed. I have, I have things literally all over the universe. Do you know how many planets I have to maintain right now? 50 trillion trillion-ish. It's a lot. Yes, I'm a little stressed right now. I, I don't want to get into it. And let's just go on with the show. That was all I and was again, I'm sorry I'm pissy. That. I have a lot on my plates. I don't want to get into it. There are a lot of supernovas happening. There are a lot of galaxies exploding. There are just a lot of things going on that are way beyond your understanding. So let's just let's just get into it, okay? Okay, that would be great. I, In any case, I I, it's it's all fine. This has nothing to do with anybody listening or you. Why don't we just go right to the interview? It's really good. We'll get to the interview. No, no, no. And then um, we'll... Actually, Jesus is uh, just let me know the thought line is is just burning up. There's like millions of people waiting to thought connect with you. If you want to uh, take one of those. Oh, oh yeah, that's a great idea, Joan. I'm going to go to the Thank thought you. line. Could be anybody from history at any point, and yeah. I'm going to choose somebody that I really, I really am in the mood to talk to. Oh, oh, here's somebody. Oh, good. I think you're going to like this person. I think you're going to like this person and his story and his time and his place. We're going to go right to Jimmy in Texas. Jimmy, are you there? God, is it really you? Yes, it's really me, Jimmy. Wow, I can hear you in my head. (laughs) Yeah, that's how this works. How are you, kiddo? Oh, I'm great. I was just talking to you and saying how amazing this world is that you made. I know, I heard you thinking that. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. Yeah, I... Oh, well, gee, I'm just standing here downtown, and there's smiling people everywhere, and someone selling lemonade, and Mom and Dad are holding my hand, and, oh, I don't know. I just, I feel happy and safe and, what's the word, uh, grateful. Aw, oh, Jimmy, you're a special kid. Sorry, uh... Sorry to interrupt, God. Wait, who's that? Um, one second, Jimmy. I'm sorry. I'm going to put you on what we call metaphysical hold. Okay. What is it, Joe? I'm just getting to the to the good stuff here. I just... But tell me he's going to be okay. 
What does that mean? Well, I, I just know that in the past, when you've had really nice people on the show, it sometimes works out for them in a way where, you know, it doesn't work out for them, and I, I get sad. Joan, quit being so suspicious, all right? Jimmy here is eight years old, and he's going to go on to live a long, full life, to the age of 88, <sighs> as a matter of fact. <laughs> also, I would remind you, this call is not coming from what you and other mortals would refer to as the present. This is from quite a ways back. Do you understand? Okay, good. Yes, thank you. Okay? Yeah. Now, can I please resume this pleasant conversation with this <laughs> yeah. nice young man? Yes, yes, I'm sorry, my lord. Okay. Jimmy, sorry about that. Uh, hey, today's a weekday, right? Yeah, it's Friday. Well, why aren't you at school, kiddo? Oh, well, Mom and Dad let me skip it so I could go downtown with them. Uh-huh, and what town is that? Dallas. Uh-huh, and what day is it? November 22nd, 1963. Uh-huh, and what are you all doing downtown? We're watching President Kennedy's motorcade. Wow! He'll be coming by any minute now, waving with a serenely confident attitude, perfectly echoing that of our nation. Oh, mm-hmm. well, you should probably turn your full youthful attention and childlike sense of wonder back to that. Okay, well, anyway, um, I, I just wanted to tell you how thankful I am to be this innocent and this illusioned. It's great to be this unaware of the possibility of a devastating event coming along to make me question my faith in the justice of the world. The future can only... What the... (laughs) (laughs) What? What's that? What? What's that look for? There are literally tens of billions of people that you could have chosen to put on the thought line. Yeah. At any age, from anywhere and any time. Yeah. And that's who you chose. That kid, that day, that place. Well, yeah. Why? Because cause it's funny. How is that funny? Like, poignant funny? Poignant funny? Don't, don't, don't harsh my mellow, Joan. Besides, he's, Jimmy's doing fine. He's actually uh, executive vice president of the Proud Boys. Joan? Joan, where are you? Joan? Uh, let's go to commercial. Coming up, my interview with the Loch Ness Monster. Or is it? No, it is. Coming up. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. My guest today is a legendary and reclusive cryptozoological beast who may or may not live and lurk in a large, deep body of fresh water in the Scottish Highlands. He has a podcast, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, on which he interviews various mythological creatures. Please welcome to the show and the heavenly studios the intriguingly anecdotal Loch Ness Monster. Welcome to the show. So I don't, I don't mind Loch Ness Monster. I mean, that's... 
That's how I'm known. I get it. Uh, I'm, I'm opinionated. I get it. I, I, so that's fine. Loch Ness is obviously fine. I have a name. It's an ancient name that is unpronounceable in your tongue. So again, but I'm going to take a little issue just before. I don't know if we're even recording. My first question was going to be about your name. I was going, the first question was going to be, how do you prefer to be called? And you didn't even let me get there. Loch Ness Monster is fine. Okay. What about Nessie? No. Nessie? No, thank you. I mean, anyone who's ever met me, and admittedly, there aren't a lot of humans who have, but they're going to know I'm a, you know, by their sights, I'm a monster. I'm not cute. I'm not a diminutive. I'm gigantic. Loch Ness Monster is fine. And I, and I, and, and I get it. I look like a monster to humans. It's fine. But I mean, Shaquille O'Neal is a tall man. He doesn't go by Shaquille O'Neal tall man. He's just Shaquille O'Neal. So the monster is not necessary to the to the name. You could just be called Nessie. You could be called Bob. I'm just, I can see you're already a little prickly and I'm, I'm really coming to you as a friend and as a creator, as your creator. I don't, this is a okay, little- Okay, God. Oh, all right. Easy, easy does it there. A little bit of a brag. I got you. No problem. Power play. Okay, yeah, I'm your creation. That's fine. But I'm just saying, yeah, I'm prickly. I get it. I know myself. I've lived for a long time. I've been through a lot of therapy. I don't care. My name is unpronounceable by humans. Fine. Loch Ness Monster, don't have a problem with it. What I'm going to say to you, God, legendary, legendary? That would suggest that maybe I don't exist, and I totally exist. I'm not a story, okay? I'm an ancient aquatic creature. Not If a I interviewed the great Welsh singer Tom Jones, I would say... Please welcome the legendary Tom Jones. And that would not imply he was not a real singer who didn't actually sing such wonderful hits as She's Not Unusual. I know I know English is a living language. And colloquially, legendary has come to mean honored or famous. But I still believe words have meaning. It did, was not easy for me to learn to speak English. Let me tell you what. Especially living in Scotland, of all places. I was going to say, you don't. Sounds Scottish by any stretch. Uh, no, thank you. I, if I'm going to speak English, I would like to be understood. Being in Scotland for however long you've been there has in no way affected your accent, because for most people, it does affect their accent when they're in a place for a while. They start talking at least a little bit with the accent of that country. I learned English by listening to audiobooks that had been dropped into the lock and Walkmen that had been dropped into the lock. Sometimes I'm underwater, sometimes I'm above water. You see some humps sometimes, that's above water. You see a long craning neck, that's me. And I got some underground uh, drying caves in there, with have, which have great acoustics, by the way. It's a very deep lock. Yes, I know. It is. It's over 800 feet deep at its deepest, as far as I know. And I know everything. So you also you know that I have, you know, there, there are pockets of air in, under, in, in subterranean caves where I can pop up. Yes. And dry some of the thing, dry out some of the things that I have there in the lock. I, you know, I ran an extension cord down from uh, from a local hotel called the Ben Leva Hotel, so I was able to power up a couple of uh, devices, some walk walkmans, and um, you used the Ben Leva Hotel. That hotel, Ben Leva Hotel. Oh, that's the, that's the worst. You know, that's the worst hotel in the area. Why would you use? It's, a, it's close enough that I can get a, a, a power cord in there. All right, you, it's good because if you they brew their I'll own talk- beer. I'll talk to you after the show. I can get you a longer power cord. I, I, I can do that. Oh, I know you. God, I know you're very into your omnipotence. I almost made a mistake and said omniscience, but you got both of those, don't you? Don't you, God? Omniscience and omnipotence. Good for you. Must be nice. I, okay. 
I really am not understanding the obvious hostility that you that you are giving to me. I don't I don't see why that's happening. Look, uh, well, are you angry at me? Have I done something to you or not done something for you? Look, hey, by, by the way, please keep pausing because it makes for a great podcast when you pause like that. Right, oh, yeah. By the way, I, uh, I have a podcast. It's called Lock, Stock and Barrel. It comes out weekly from a really great podcast network called Sometimes Cat. We're launching it uh, in a week and uh, every Wednesday you will hear me interviewing other members of the cryptid community. Some of the biggest names in the cryptid community, as well as well as some un, unsung heroes. You're on. I'm, can you tell the future? I, I can, but I choose to not tell the future because I like to be surprised. All right. Spoiler. Then uh, we complain about you a lot, and here's why: of all of the creations, we are the ones that live in the shadows. We uh, do not wish to hide. And yet, I don't know whether it's some kind of curse on us or what, some kind of godly curse, but people believe that we are supernatural beings or myths or legends when we are just natural beings, just like an orangutan or um, a hominid or a, a, well, you know what? Just like an okapi, just like an okapi. You know what an okapi is, but for the benefit of your listeners who might not know, it's half zebra, half giraffe. It's a, Don't patronize me. It's a man. It's an L N M. It's a. It's a. That's fine. That's that's fine. I'll, L N M. That's pretty good. I like that. Sounds like yeah. Sounds like a cool name, L N M. The okapi, as you well know, it's a weird thing. It's so weird that it, when it was described to colonial intruders in Africa, they believed that it was a fiction. For many, many years, until the 20th century, it was considered to be a monster, a legend, a myth. No, it's just this dumb thing with a blue tongue, and it cannot speak English, and yet it gets recognized as an animal. And the rest of us, the rest of us, your creation, humankind, just treat us like we're a campfire joke, and I don't care for it. I can speak to this. All right. When I created every life form on earth, yes. which I did in six days and then took the next day off for some me time. Right. And I knew that mankind would invent all kinds of imaginary creatures. And then I created a gray area. There's a gray area in the middle for mm -hmm. creatures that are not quite living, mm -hmm. but not quite imaginary. Uh -huh. And you, uh -huh. LNM, you, Loch Ness Monster, live smack dab in the middle of that gray area. In fact, that's why the lake itself is so gray. It's the gray area. Uh, why? Well, I guess it's the wrong thing to ask of God. Most of the shit I do, I do for no particular reason. I think that's pretty well clear. You know, the expression is, he works in mysterious ways. And I do work in mysterious ways. And I fail to work in extremely obvious ones. But when I do work... It's in mysterious ways, and you are mysterious way exhibit A, quick, my friend. Quick question. I know you don't like, uh, speaking of gray areas, I know you don't like to talk about the afterlife that much. No. That's a spoiler thing. Yeah. Is there a gray area in heaven for the Loch Ness Monster? Are you going to keep all cryptids in a special neighborhood together in heaven? No, we have a huge gray area in the afterlife. It's called purgatory. And I would uh -huh. think you know that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
I get it. I understand. That's not a spoiler thing. I think people know that the gray area is purgatory. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not good enough for the rest of your heaven. I'm sorry. We're going to be kept in a cryptid ghetto. Thank you for confirming my worst fear. Well, on the other hand, I do have to give you thanks for the incredibly long life that I and the other cryptids enjoy. I mean, hundreds of thousands of years of life here on Earth is a good long time in order to, you know, build a grudge. You've lived 53,527,423 years, nine months, two weeks, one day, 14 hours, and 26 minutes. And I look good. I mean, for the Loch Ness Monster, yes, you'll look very good. Mm -hmm. But the point is, a little effing gratitude might be in order, you know? It's, it's It's better to rule in the bottom of a lake on Earth than be in a ghetto in heaven. That's what I say. You are literally a big fish in a big pond. That's right. Yeah. And as you know, I think you know what your parentage was, but of course your mother was Leviathan, Mm -hmm. the sea creature from the book of Job. Yes. Of whom I'm very fond. The book of Job. I know you love the book of Job. That's just you you messing with people. Yes. The book of Job is the truest book about me. The book of Job is the one where I pretty much spill the beans and say, I don't know what I'm doing. I just, you just like, you're, we're all having fun here and I'm just fucking with you. I don't really. All right, God. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And your father, as you know, was, was, uh, was an Apatosaurus. His name was Judd. Yeah. Judd Apatosaurus. And he was your father and he and Leviathan had little, little baby. You and an Apatosaurus and a Leviathan love each other very much. What they do is mate and make me. Right. And I'm an only child, by the way. People have speculated that I am an ancient plesiosaur, and that is not true. Those guys were assholes. No. I might look like a plesiosaur to some degree. I have flippers, long tail, long neck, an incredibly shapely head, but uh, not the bad attitude. You know, when the plesiosaurs, when the the meteor hit, tried to make money off the meteor, they tried selling coolers to help cool other dinosaurs. They immediately- they That's were, what I'm saying. Yeah, they were bastards. Of the mass extinction events, that one I think I have to give you some credit for because most of the dinosaurs were NG, no good. You know what I mean? Thank you. There were five mass extinction events. That was the best one. But as you know, as everybody knows, I'm working on number six and it is going like gangbusters. <laughs> it's going great. It's a slow It's a slow rollout, but, we, but those of us who have been- on earth in the in the locks and in the mountains and in the trees and in the swamps who've been watching from the sidelines we know your work we see it coming it's a i see it's a, the, the the plan is taking shape it is a slow rollout but it's going to have an accelerando let's just say as it gets uh, over the next <laughs> 10 or 20 fan. years it's going to be music it's be really fan. fun a music fan again I'm God, I'm king of the universe, I'm a fan of everything within the universe. There are actually art forms in other universes where I am not in charge, of which I'm not particularly fond. What's your favorite song, the Hallelujah Chorus? Uh, my favorite song is probably Waiting for the Man by the Velvet Underground. All right, cool. I like that song I'm a, a lot. To- I'm a it's Tom really Waits good. fan myself. Oh yeah, Tom Waits is great. Tom Waits is great. You know, Tom Waits once said, there is no devil, just God when he's drunk. Not only an incredible songwriter, but probably physically and emotionally the the closest to a cryptid a human can get. 
I want to get him on my podcast. It's called Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Comes out every week on Wednesday. Always be plugging your podcast, God. Uh, on the Sometimes Cat Network, uh, it's one of it's going to be one of the top podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and review it. Also, love the Judge John Hodgman podcast. That's one what? of the things I'm I'm aiming to to emulate in terms of uh, meaningful conversation that uh, gives you some laughs and some heart. The Judge John Hodgman podcast has nothing. This has that has nothing to do with what you're promoting. No, no, Which it's is just you your know, own podcast, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Lock, L-O-C-H, Stock, S-T-O-C-H. Obviously, the pun is, lo- I think people figured out the pun. Yeah, and Barrel is spelled the normal way. Just people so they can enter it into wherever you get your podcast. You are feisty. Yeah. You are really, really feisty. And I, I like that. People love conversation podcasts uh, when the when the host is, a little, you know, engaged. And maybe he's got a little bit of a beef. A little bit of beef. Maybe maybe it's got like, a, you know, it's like, are we okay? Are we okay? It's saying to the guest, are we okay constantly? Like we had this time backstage in the Himalayas. Uh, we, you know, we were at that cryptid conference together and I felt like, uh, I felt like abominable snowman. You did, you didn't like what I, you didn't like what I was bringing you. I feel like we had a beef there. Are we okay? That's, a, that's, that's a big part of the Yeti uh, podcast that we're coming up. We've already recorded it. It's very good. Yeah. I was going to ask you about specific cryptids because obviously that's who you're going to have on the show. And I want to I want to promote the show, not as hornishly as you've been, but I do want to promote the show because that's yeah. what I'm here to do ostensibly. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about these upcoming guests and what they've revealed to you. Who do you want to hear about? Uh, well, let's start with Bigfoot. He's the most uh, famous one other than you. Ah. I think. What is Bigfoot like? What is your relationship like with him? I just need to let the listeners and you know, even though you already know God, that the, the, the Bigfoot, a.k.a. Sasquatch episode will never air. Uh, we recorded it, uh, but that guy's dumb. He's not smart. Uh, barely speaks English. I don't know what audio books he was listening to. Certainly not the Da Vinci Code where I learned English from. Wow. On the spectrum between, uh, human and monster, this guy's more, this guy's a beast. I can give you credit. That guy can rip a tree in half. Right. He can, but uh, he cannot tell. He cannot tell an anecdote, and when you get him going, he just uh, rambles. You know what I mean? So he's like he, he's like uh, like a Robert De Niro kind of guest, like right. very legendary. You love his work. He gets on the show and he just lays it out. Right? Yeah, it's it's a total mess. One cryptid I know you're friendly with, and you have gone out and caused some some trouble with is Chupacabra. You and Chupacabra <laughs> have, have had some legendary times together. I know. Uh, no, they're real. They're real. They happened. I, I again. I'm using legend. I don't mean legendary in the sense of not real. I just you and Chupacabra have had some incredible actual times together. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I love Puerto Rico. It's hard for me to get there because of the ocean. Let's not talk about that. Well, actually, we're going to get to that in a minute. But please, please go on with Chupacabra because it's just such a so interesting. We met on a on a uh, at a conference, uh, a cryptid conference. And uh, he was like, hey, uh, do you want to suck some blood together? And I'm like, "Uh, that's not my thing. You know, I mostly eat microorganisms that you find in locks and, you know, decomposing uh, lake sediment, that kind of thing. That's me. You know what I mean? Do do you remember a a specific uh, wild uh, story that you have with uh, yourself and Chupacabra? One night in San Juan, we totally wrecked a hotel room. Oh, it was crazy. Like that guy loves blood, but he also loves a mini bar, if you know what I mean. 
Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he was like, you know, what What if we, what, you know, I'm, so I'm, I'm a tall guy, right? So he got a room on the lower floor on the ocean. I poked my head up. I got my head in the room. He's drinking a lot of, he's drinking out of the mini fridge. Uh, I brought, I brought, you know, how old am I again? You're 53,527,423 years, nine months, two weeks, one day, 14 hours, and 34 minutes. I don't want to have to say that again, <laughs> Loch Ness Monster. So, so, I, it's I, really, I, won't, I won't make you do it. And you know, you know, you know me, uh, I'm, 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 you know, my age, uh, to, to the minute, you know, I'm, of, I'm of age. It's, I'm, a, it's okay for me to enjoy some edibles. No, you're legal. I don't think anybody could question that you're legal. Yeah. So I'm th- I'm I'm throwing back some heavy duty edibles that I that I got uh, on a trip uh, to Spain, and um, we just watched, I think, every episode of the Property Brothers, and then had a screaming match, and then he said, "Let's throw this TV in the ocean." I said, "Let's let's do one better. Hop on my back. I'm gonna wipe out this hotel with my tail," and I did it. It wasn't the whole hotel, just the, that floor, pretty much, just like that. That's pretty cool. I, I I, that's just cool. pretty cool. I, I don't know whether it was cool or not, but when you live, when you live in the bottom of a dark lock m- most of the time, and you get your head above water for a minute, you want to party. We have more with the Loch Ness monster coming up soon, so stick around, or I will smite you. I want to talk about your one involvement in political activism. This happened a few years ago. Yeah. You'll recall at the time they had captured the Kraken and they had thrown her in jail for a murder on very Uh trumped up charges. Right. You were very passionate from early on that they should release the Kraken. Why was that? Well, I mean, the, 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 the charges were trumped up. The Kraken had already been released on purpose in order to kill men. The the Kraken was following orders. It It was essentially a tool of war. Uh, in ancient Greece, and um, it was bad enough that it, that the Kraken was. Look, I'm not a fan of the Kraken. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know why. I know why. I because- don't like the Kraken, but she she did the job that she was. You know, she she used what God gave her <clears throat> to do the job that was given to her, uh, which was to just fuck shit up in Greece, and then all of a sudden, that's not okay anymore. Absolutely. And you know what? Uh, release the Kraken. Hashtag release. I invented the hashtag. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. In ancient The idea of the hashtag or that particular hashtag? In ancient, the, idea, the idea of the hashtag in ancient Greece was invented by me. I wrote it in the sand with my tail. Hashtag release the Kraken. And it caught on. All those hashtags you see in ancient Greek literature. That's right. Are from you. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Hashtag know thyself. Hashtag, uh, hashtag feta forever. Hashtag, hashtag easy on the hemlock. These are legendary things. Any classics major knows all about these things. And they're, they're not myths. I want to stay on the Kraken because again, you spoke out on her behalf. You asked for her release. And then last year, she's a member, she's a member of the community and, and all right. Yeah. But yes. And last year she, she acted like a Kraken. She, she was, uh, she was a Kraken. You, we're trying to pass from Loch Ness. Well, don't tell into, the story. Play the play the play the play the clip that just, went viral. Just a little bit of context. You were trying innocently to go from Loch Ness, freshwater Loch Ness, into the sea via a canal, and the Kraken saw you, and this is what happened. 
That is outrageous. I, I, that is outrageous that that happened to you. Unfortunately, I don't know. I don't know how many of your human listeners know Loch Ness monster language or know. Okay, you're language. right. You're right. You're right. You're, hold on. Stop a second, L and M. I'm going to take care of that. Let me play that again for you uh, in a translated form. Let's play the clip again in translated form. I have my phone out now. Ma'am, I'm okay? just trying to pass through. You're frightening me. I don't want any. You're not supposed ma'am, to be in salt would water. Would you put down the phone, You're please? You're frightening me. All right. Me. I'm going to film you now. Well, go ahead. Okay. I will call the water bailiff. So I'm filming you now. I'm calling the water bailiff. Please. I don't want any trouble. Neither I do I. just need okay. to get through this brackish water to the ocean. I think that gives the listeners some sense of the kind of discrimination mythological creatures, especially freshwater mythological creatures face every single day. Everyone knows there's bad blood between lake monsters and sea monsters. And that blood is cold and it's been going on for a long time. Now it's not something I care about. And I don't know why Kraken has to be Krakening about it all the time. I just need to get into the ocean to see my friends on other continents. You know what I mean? And if Kraken wants to come up into, uh, uh, you know, through an underground canal into my uh, my private uh, summertime lock here in Spain. She's welcome. I don't care. Well, last year, as you know, was the year of the Kraken. It seemed like every other week there was another horrendous video of a Kraken harassing another creature, be it you or be it, uh, well, the Champ in Lake Champlain, Ogopogo in Lake Okanagan in British Columbia, Mussy and Muskrat Lake, there were all kinds of lake monsters being harassed by these by these krakens. I don't need to tell you, but let me give you a little history lesson, God. This is not new. This has been going on for a long time. Difference is now we have phones. Now he's just now you see it. Now you see it. Yeah, I think that's true. Kraken Kraken can come on my podcast. I'd love that. Yeah. I'd love that. The invitation is open. I'm I'm letting her know. Come on my podcast. We'll work it out. Is this discrimination part of the reason why you've been so reclusive over the centuries? No, I'm just very private. I mean, what? I don't need to. I'm, I've been around for a long time. I don't need to perform for humans, stick my head up from time to time. I tried I tried some of that in the 50s, 60s. You know, I got some attention, the famous surgeon's photo of me poking my head up. I just said it was a hoax. I'm like, well, why am I even going to bother then? Why am I even going to bother? I got So that I got, wasn't a hoax. That, that was real. Of course it was real. Oh, I was a total fame whore uh, a couple of decades ago. I was like, well, and it's part, you know what it was? It's because uh, I was ta- I was taking the Scottish newspapers as they were falling into the lock, trying them out and reading them in English. And, you know, in the 60s and the 70s, Bigfoot was everywhere, man. Like Bigfoot was being covered in the news. Bigfoot was on In Search Of. Bigfoot was on Six Million Dollar Man. And I'm like, where am I, where, where's my representation? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge lake monster. Well, I'm, let me represent myself. Let me stick my head up, literally. That surgeon's photo got a lot of attention. Some of the other later sightings got a lot of attention. I got contacted. There were some initial book deals going. We did a TV movie with Ted Danson in the 90s. Check it out. It's real. But it just didn't catch on. And after a while, you realize, like, yeah, Big Bigfoot is an illiterate doofus who doesn't deserve it, but people just like him. You know, hearing you tell that story, it makes me realize all over again, 
just how likable Ted Danson is. Hey, how likable is that guy? That's He's why we terrific. Got, that's why we got him. Was like, let's get the most likable guy to be in this Loch Ness Monster TV movie in the 90s. It should have been the biggest TV movie of the 90s. And I was in it. But you know what? I recognize that I'm an acquired, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a particular taste. I'm You're not an aquatic for, taste. I'm an aquatic taste. Not everyone likes seafood. You know what I mean? Not everyone likes seafood. Bigfoot's still doing uh, commercials for beef jerky and junk. And I'm like, I'm I'm ready to go. Put me in an ad for a computer. No, they didn't want me in an ad for a computer. That time is over in my life. Why would you bring up the idea of starring in an ad for a computer? Where what, that, that, that That's irrelevant to this conversation. I, because, love, uh, I love computers. I've been using them in my drying out cave for uh, since 1984. I'm guessing you're, you're a PC guy. Is that right? Nope. Macintosh. 100% Apple computer. Ready to go. I am oh. ready to be in their ads. You want an ancient aquatic monster in your ads? I will come out of retirement. Otherwise, I'll tend to my own garden. I'm not bitter. Check out my podcast, Lock, Lock Stock, and Barrel, every Wednesday on Sometimes Cat. Also, check out the Judge John Hodgman podcast on the Maximum Fun Network, also every Wednesday. It's a Stop with the Judge John Hodgman podcast. It's like podcast. You know, that's what it's I realized. It's not even on our network. It's not even on the same network. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't expect culture to come to me anymore. So podcasts are a way that I can create something. It's not going to necessarily be for everybody. I can speak my own truth and get it out into the world myself. It's a wonderful new form of, uh, of communication. Yes, that's what Lock, Stock, and Barrel is. That's your podcast, not Judge John Hodgman's podcast. That's somebody else's. Okay, you talked about the crack. Well, what's before. the second podcast I- you said? I'm not saying the name again. I thought you were. I thought it was Judge John Hodgman the podcast. I like very much. Okay, that's fine. I thought maybe we like both liked it. I misunderstood. Anyway, my podcast, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Go on. You talked about the Kraken before. Your tense relationships with the Kraken. It's not tense. It's not tense. Her problem is with me. I'm not. I'm cool with it. But I want to talk about an even scarier sea creature, mm. Cthulhu. You and Cthulhu mm. are in some ways similar, but Cthulhu to my mind, is so much bigger and scarier and eviler than you. Have you met Cthulhu? Have you talked with him? No, no one really talks to Cthulhu because Cthulhu lies dreaming in the sunken city of Ryla. So there's not a lot going on there. You know what I mean? When we were little, I and Champy from Lake Champlain, we would get together, go out into the, go out down to the Antarctic. It took a long time to get there. And we had a fun time, like going by the old haunted city. Ooh, who'll get who'll get closest? Who'll touch this impossible geometry with their flipper? Take a little look at uh, Cthulhu dreaming, endlessly dreaming. His tentacles just kind of flopping around. And then you know you get older, and after a while, you realize there's nothing to be afraid of. He's just an old man who lives, you know, who's sleeping all the time. He's kind of a bore. Now, when he wakes up. It's going to pop off, obviously. I hope I'm around to see it because it has been a long, a long tease, that long sleeping dream of Cthulhu. But generally speaking, I don't mess with the elder gods. I mean, they're just, they're in their own, they're literally in their own dimension waiting to devour all of your creation. And they're, they're from before you. And frankly, I'd be nervous if I were you. Me? I'm God. I'm not, I'm not scared of Cthulhu. I'm, you know, I'm God. So. Uh, did you I'm make Cthulhu? Concerned. Dude, did you make Cthulhu? Uh, uh, maybe we should go to a break. 
Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ducking the question. I'm mm-hmm. just. I, I think it's clear, and if you read about Cthulhu, you you know that there are certain dark, eldritch elements in the universe right. for which I am not responsible. For which other darker forces mm-hmm. are responsible, uh-huh. and Cthulhu may be one of them. And he may happen to be one of those dark forces that even I cannot control, a force that when he awakens will bring unparalleled terror and destruction to the human race and all life on earth about which I will be powerless. But I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that could happen. That could be the case. I'll tell you, it does seem as though Cthulhu, even though it's a, he's a sleeping old man at the bottom of the ocean, to keep me on your toes and I appreciate it. By the way, may I just point out, it's amazing that Cthulhu has not been canceled yet, especially given that his chronicler on Earth, H.P. Lovecraft, straight up racist. Yeah, well, there's, there's a whole movement. It's called Cancel Cthulhu, and that's part of what of what is going on right now, I think, in some of the woker parts of society. Yeah, I'll write that hashtag on a Grecian beach. Can't believe Cthulhu's gotten away with it. Still part of culture. Still, Still people are making TV shows about Cthulhu. I mean, that's all we got is cryptids and monsters. You know what I mean? Someone going to make me a TV show? Great. But it's apparently not for me. I was going to bring this up at the end. I still will, even though it's completely unnecessary. Loch Ness Monster, I understand you have a new podcast. Tell us about it. The Lock, Stock, and Barrel podcast is launching next week. Thank you for having me on. It's simply conversations between cryptids. We have a whole community. We've got a lot of back history. We've got a lot of stories. Some people that I've known my whole, well, not my whole life, but, you know, for like hundreds of years, I sit down with uh, Chupacabra. I sit down with uh, the Yeti. Uh, I, I I did sit down with Bigfoot. He wouldn't sit down. He would only squat on the floor and poop in his own hair. It was gross. I believe we have a clip of that. So Sasquatch, glad to have you mm-hmm. in here. Glad to have you in here. This is how I like to start every episode of Lock, Stock, and Barrel. What'd you do today? Five o'clock. Okay. You're uh all right. Adam, can we do anything with that audio? So that was me talking to my producer, Adam, the Bigfoot like blew the levels every time he uh, talked. So, right. Are there other clips you can play for us? I'd, we'd love to tease the show for you. Sure. Uh, here's a little sit down with my uh, my old friend, the uh, abominable snowman. Now, the abombs and Bigfoot, those those guys genetically are close, but I think you'll absolutely hear the difference. Hey, Bombs. Great to see you again. Uh, thanks for join, jumping on the Zoom to be on the podcast here. I'm going to start this podcast the way I do everyone. I learned this from an old friend of mine. It's a great way to start a conversation. Uh, Abominable Snowman, what did you do today? Well, uh, I woke up this morning about 7.30, had a spot of tea. Mm. I went to the parlor. I began reading my favorite novel again. That's the epistolary work Clarissa mm-hmm. by Samuel Richardson. Mm-hmm. That took me to 12.30. 
Then for a light repast, I went outside and tore apart a musk ox with my teeth. <laughs> I returned to the billiard room and played a little billiards for an hour or two with a couple of friends. Then I climbed Mount K2, which as you know is the second highest peak in the world. That took about three hours. I stood on top of K2 and pounded my chest and screamed in the way that I do for three hours. Something like this. <laughs> Ha ha ha! I'm the abominable snowman! <laughs> and that was enough. I had my fun, so I returned to the estate and went to bed. See, I shouldn't have even asked you this question, Abombs, because you are one of the great stories. Like, what'd you do today? You would write a novel about what you just did today. You are one of the great livers of life. You are truly Thank you. the George Plimpton of the cryptid world. It's such a pleasure to hang with you. What can I say? I'm, I'm an abominable snowman, but a hell of a raconteur. So you get a sense that, you know, this guy's very cultured. I love hanging around with the abominable snowman. Yeah, this is really intriguing to actually get to meet these creatures yeah. that we've never, most people have never seen or even believed in before. Yeah, well, that's part of the podcast. You know, we want, we want to, we want to, people to see these monsters as, as, you know, the human side of these monsters, so to speak. It's ironic because most podcasts are true crime podcasts in which people are portrayed as monsters, but you are trying to portray monsters as essentially people. I think that you are using the word ironic correctly there, God. Good job. Okay. I wanted to ask you now about the Mothman. He's a legendary God, creature. God, uh, God, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're actually, we're coming. I, I spoke to your producer. I have a heart out uh, now, actually a couple minutes ago, because I got to I got to go eat some uh, degraded lake sediment, and then I've got another podcast to record. So, um, so I got to keep on schedule. I'm sorry. I'm God, and you have a heart out on me. I talk to your. I mean, I talk to. It's not you. It's talk, I've got a schedule. Talk to your producer. But if you want to talk about the Mothman, I can get him on your show. He's a good dude. <sighs> okay, well, that's all. Apparently, Lock, with and Barrel the is the name of my podcast. Comes out every Wednesday on the. Sometimes Cat Network. Check out Judge John Hodgman on the Maximum Fun Network as well every Wednesday. Just a podcast that I like. That's completely gratuitous and unnecessary. Always be plugging. Like this monster. Thank you. Like this monster. We'll be seeing you. Uh, actually, I guess we'll not be seeing you. Not if I can help it. Every week, I answer one prayer. This is Prayer of the Week. Prayer of the Week. Okay, Joan. Joan, come on back. Joan, don't make me set you on more fire. Just please, please come back. Fine. But only because someone deserves a prayer to be answered. And I've used my Headspace app, I've meditated, and now I'm slightly calmer than before. This is still anger about the whole the JFK assassination? The mocking a nation's grief. Yes, that, that's what I'm upset about. I wasn't right? mocking a nation's grief. I was exploiting a nation's grief. Okay, fine. As always, remember to leave your prayer, along with a five-star review, on Apple Podcasts. Joan, what do we have this week? <sighs> okay, uh, this, this week's prayer comes to us from Cruella Dynasty. Her real name, by the way, not Anam de Plume. She's a member of the Dynasty Dynasty. Oh, okay. Um, I have listened to the Lizzie Borden episode over 10 times. Oh, that's very nice, Corolla. I'm loving this podcast. You can really sense the level of production involved with each episode. Well, that, I mean, that's all Jesus in the booth. Um, I can't tell if they rehearse or not. <laughs> 
We wow. don't. That's really that is very nice. nice. That's indeed. Okay, uh, flawless, utterly flawless. Well, that has put me in a better mood. Thank you, Corella. And Corella's prayer is, dear God, what's with the hat? Ah, that's a great question, although not technically a prayer. She's not asking for anything. She's well, just kind of curious. The prayer is that she wants an answer to the question. Okay, now I'll answer because that was the nice thing that she said about the show. What's with the hat? The answer is, you know, I was just walking down the street and I saw it in the window and I thought maybe this hat's going to look good on me. And I walked in, I tried it on. As you know, Joan, it's hard for me to find a good hat that looks good on, mm-hmm. on this face. I've tried a lot of different hats. You know, I've tried the beanie. I've tried the cloche. I've tried the beret, the busby, the Panama, the baseball, the pork pie, the pillbox, the deer stalker, the Hamburg, the trapper, the floppy, the boater, the mortarboard, the hard hat, the party hat, the fedora, and the fez. Fezes look ridiculous on me. Well, you just don't have the right shape face for it. It's okay. No, I don't have a fez phase. No. But this hat looks great. And uh, I thank you for asking. I thank you for noticing. Cruella, Dynasty, I... Do not thank you for not noticing Joan of Arc. Well, I was with you at the milliner when you got those hats. I, I feel like I said something at the time. But yes, you are a hat god. You look great in hats. Do you know me to be someone who can ever get enough praise? Does that sound like something I am? Praise be your hat, my lord. Damn fucking Skippy. And that was Prayer of the Week. Prayer of the Week! That's our show for this week. I want to thank the Loch Ness Monster for stopping by and remind you for the 25th time to tune into his podcast, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Also, special thanks to Jimmy from Dallas in 1963 for his poignant words on the dawn of an American tragedy. And, and he's really okay, my lord. He'll, he'll be okay. He is fine. He is walking the earth alive, well, and he's a proud, proud boy. Okay. Until next week, be well and don't sin. Godcast is a Forever Dog production. Audio production and engineering by Left Handed Radio. Executive produced by Alex Ramsey, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and David Javerbaum. Original music by Gabe Lopez. Joan of Arc appears courtesy of Tara Sands. For more original podcasts, visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus content from this show and others, Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And if you haven't already, remember to follow God on Twitter at the Tweet of God. Forever Dog.